Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Okay. I don't say the problems are done, but we are saying for these three nights, we are putting your problems aside to discuss the problems of Jesus. Are you with Is it fair? So, so that, that is why the, the name of the conference is not anything different. You see, we are not trying to deceive you. Do you know? And that's why the soul winning campaign is there. Are you with me? Yeah. Are you, do you see the adverts? What was it? What was it? Come again. As a resident, did you see that? I can show you one now. Because it's not, it's not your problem solving campaign. That is why I prayed at the beginning for God to help you and me in all our needs. So don't say that you can talk about your problems and all those things. It's like you can't go to a classroom that is dedicated at a certain time to my lectures in my office. And say that this is how we look at our problem in account. So why are you coming only about maths? Are you with me? So if there is a case here that the, the theme for the period is so difficult, it doesn't mean that that is the only thing there is to talk about. But that is what we have chosen to talk about. Are we are we saying? Good. So, if you are on the same page, then I can start. Can I? Yeah. I, I need to feel you because I get a feeling that it's, it's like, no, you didn't tell me. <laughs> but don't worry. Anyway, you see, the beauty of God is that you don't have to discuss with him your problems. For him to give you provide and solve them for you. You don't have to. The Bible, Jesus said that when you come to God in prayer, use no vain repetitions. And the reason why he said use no vain repetitions is that he said, when your father in heaven knoweth what you need for it. So even when your issues are discussed, it doesn't mean you will be left on the Your center of life will tell you that, you see, unless your issue is discussed, it will never be attended to. No, 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 it doesn't mean so. And you see, a lot of people are giving themselves to their issues. It's like the issues of their life that become their idols. 
They are misunderstanding. See, when you are one of the things wisdom brings to you, a wise person is a person also who has understanding. And they know how to get what they want by touching on the right material. Do you get it? And I'm trying to disabuse your mind. In other words, I'm trying to set you free so that we can really get into what matters. Which will actually bring the blessing that you are looking for into your life. Most of us think that you get money by being driven by your money. You don't get money by being driven. No, no, that's not the greatest mistake. People, including myself, we all make that if I'm preoccupied with what I want, then I'll get it. It's never true. Do not ask for or mention your needs at the beginning of your interaction. You cannot obey or you cannot listen to this advice when you are preoccupied with your needs. You know, what he's saying is that do not. Do not ask for or mention your needs. Do not. Do not. Do not ask or mention your needs. But how do you not mention your needs when they are not to possess your furniture? And you are talking to somebody who can pay for, can actually buy the bank and support your business.
to dispel the smell from afar. You see, as, as you are engaging them, do you get the smell from afar? So, the slightest signs that you are there because of you and not because of them, you are cut out of this life. But you see, if you find somebody who is so interested in what they are interested in, they have found a partner. Now, what happens is that when they find in you what they need, they will solve all your problems to one Thank you. 
What do you want to ask? What do you want to ask? What do you want to ask? I said this guy is once. He's too once. 
that that which is highly among men is an abomination unto God. That which men hold here and say, This is nice, this is powerful, this is a treasure. The Bible says to God, this is something to wipe away. Look, sister, so, so, what is this? Is that who is great here? Who is great? You or God? I said, Who is great? Who has power to change things? Who has power to bring things to me? Who has power to say something that is amazing? You or God? Is it you or God? If I get a feeling, it's like we see ourselves as something. Yeah. I said, we see ourselves as something. Are you seeing our pride and the, the arrogance that God's interest is, is not our interest? Even in the place where his name is put upon it, we still don't make his interest the interest of that place. And, and that is where the problem is. But tonight, it must change. I said, tonight, it must change. Whatever God esteems is what we must esteem. Whatever God lifts up is what we must lift up. If you are wise, if you are wise and believe that everything belongs to God, including yourself, and he has, he's the only person who has the final say. If you, then when he says this is nice, you also say, yeah, it's very nice. You, you shouldn't stay the well, You see, it depends on where you are standing. It's nice to you, but me, from where I'm standing, that's not my, my issue now. It's, it's okay. Maybe it may be nice when I come to your side, but where we are now, it's not about souls. It's about how to use your power to straighten our lives and make it sweet and nice. This will later, sweet by and by. We are not talking about, we don't want sweet by and by. We want it now. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we feel we are right. We feel we are right. We, we don't, you see, some, when you preach like this, some people don't, they, because you have the microphone, they don't say anything. But they say in their minds that it's your, it's your idea. It's your idea. You say what you want to say. We, we know what we want. You see, I'm not presenting my ideas. I'm explaining something that you don't you are not aware of, and Satan is using to keep you from getting what you want. You don't get what you want by following what you want. You get what you want by following what somebody who has power to give you what you want, wants. You see, these principles, they operate in our lives. But when it comes to God, we refuse it to operate. We operate it for Satan. You see, the interest of your company is not your interest. Yet you have learned the wisdom to follow the interest of your company. And by so doing, they give you what is your interest. Yeah. It's not like you like teaching. 
It's like you like all the time teaching people who are daft, they don't understand. No, you know, you don't like it, but that is what the school that has employed you is interested in teaching people. So it's okay, I'll also make it my interest. In response, when you make that your interest, do you get it? They give you what is your real interest. But, but when it comes to God, then we become deaf and dumb and daft. But meanwhile, we do it to Satan. And we say, oh yeah, Satan wants, oh no, don't worry, Satan, what did you say? It's winter. Oh no, don't worry, we'll come at seven. You don't have to change their work time. If we have to leave our home and get there, to be able to get there at seven, it's okay. We'll come. Because we realize you are interested in, in what field? What field are you working in? As a person sitting by you, what, what field are you working in? Is it, is it that you enjoy it? So why don't you do it for a hobby? Yeah, because the things you enjoy, you do it for a hobby. I mean, I enjoy playing golf. I play it. I pay to play it. I'm not paid to play it. I, I pay to play it. Because I enjoy it. So if it, what you are doing is your hobby, you like it, then why don't you do it for free? But you see, you have learned the key. In fact, you spend time to learn about what is the company's interest. You invest in developing yourself in the interest of the company. Yeah, you have, you have B-Tech, but you go on to do masters, you do PhD, you do other HDs. No, I'm serious. You see, I may be saying it in a very joking way, but that's how I, that's how I, I try to get you to reason. To say that what I'm asking you to do, it's not that you are not doing it already. You are doing it already, and you are doing it very well. You're doing it very well. Very well. Is there anybody here you were employed and you even did further studies on the field you have been employed on? You went in with one degree, then you added another qualification. Is there anybody here? Just, just, just give me a wave. Don't, don't wave too high. Uh-huh. It's not, it's not. It's because it's like you found it that if I get to even know more about what they are interested in. Do you get it? And I get a better understanding. They'll be more happy with me. And in return, they will supply my need. So, so why don't you apply the same principles to God? I'm asking you, please. Please ask the person sitting by you. So, so why, why, why are you reversing? Now, maybe it's Satan who is making you to change what is working on one side. It's like he tells you now it can work for me, but that won't work for God. But if it can work for Satan, then it can work for God. Yeah. If it can work. It's like that you give yourself to even know more. Then when you take the interest of God, and you give yourself to know more. 
and to be deep about his interest and understand it then you will find out that you will get all that you want i said you will get all that you want and what i'm saying jesus said it to matthew, matthew 6 33 seek if as the kingdom of god seek if as the he said it but it's like it's nonsense to us and jesus who is god with us is telling us the secrets of god I said, Jesus, who is God with us, is telling us that this is what will make you get what you want. But we say, oh, Jesus, I mean, you, you, you are too zealous. <laughs> no, we just, there's other ways we can get things from God. You know, we'll just give him one or two. We'll just do one, two, one, two. We go to church every Sunday morning, and then we pray every night when we're about to sleep. And then, you know, every now and then we'll give some special offering. But as for seeking the kingdom, that one is for some of the people he has called specially, but not us. But we want the things he will give to those people. We also want some because we are all his children. That is the reason why a lot of Christians can tell people about Jesus and show people the way the truth and the life. No. Most of you sit here now. Right now. You can't share your faith. You can't share. Why must I be born again? If I start now and I give you a microphone, I can easily disgrace you. Should I? <laughs> Should I? Should I? Should I? It's like, Pastor, don't spoil the preaching. No, I won't spoil the preaching. Are you with me? Good. So I'm going to... I wanted to... I have a lot of things that I come into my mind to share with you. Now, I want to share with you this book. It's, it's a great thing to serve the Lord. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. You see, in Deuteronomy... I'll just read some scriptures to you. Why God has saved you. You see, whatever is in the Old Testament, the New Testament is a revelation of the Old. Whatever is in the Old Testament. So some people say it like this. The New Testament is a revelation of the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is the hidden, is the concealed, is the New Testament concealed. Yeah. Jesus said, for you search the scriptures or you seek eternal life, but search, search the scriptures. These same scriptures, they speak about me. They testify of me. In other words, in Jesus' time, there was no New Testament. So when he refers to the scriptures that talks about him, he's referring to the Old Testament. The prophets of the Old Testament spoke about Jesus. Now, 
So when you want to know what really God is doing, when you read the New Old Testament, you see clearly God's dealing with man. Which is actually a true picture of what God was going to do in the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, the chosen people of God were the Israelites. The Israelites. He called Abraham and said, I'll make a nation out of you. Now, whatever he wants from the chosen people of the Old Testament, he wants the same thing of the chosen people of the New Testament who are under grace. Whatever he said to the Israelites is what he's saying to us. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you are not very spiritual, just read the Old Testament and say, what is he saying? He's saying the same thing to me. Now, one of the things in the Old Testament, when God got ready to take the Israelites out of Egypt, Egypt signifying, symbolizing the world system and satanic powers. When God got ready to get the Israelites out of Egypt, one of the things that kept ringing in the message to Pharaoh, that they may serve me, 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 that they may serve me. So I'm going to read all the few scriptures that I find in the Old Testament, that they may serve me. I'm going to read them to you. And don't say it's boring. It's not boring. It's not boring. You see, when you understand, you have knowledge, you don't even need prayers. You, you see, you do the right things naturally and God will supply you. Because God is, you see, God is waiting to, to, to just lavish you with his power and his grace and his provisions. If you forget anything, don't forget this. When a great person finds you as somebody who is interested in what he's interested in, you don't have to pray for any need. Every need of yours will be met. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fact of life. You see, it is very hard to find somebody whose heart is your heart. So when you find somebody whose heart is your heart, whatever is missing in that person, you are likely, or if you have the power, you are, you are willing to provide it. Because it's like the, the heart which is your heart, you can't find. You can find very correct people without defects, without deficiencies. But you can't find the heart. And what is needed is the heart which is like yours. The heart that wants what you want. That one, you can't find it. So what happens is that you find people who are very correct. That is why sometimes we wonder why God didn't treat David the way we expect him to be. Because he found not many people like David. So it's like you are saying this guy has other problems. But God is saying what I need most, I find in this person. 
all the other problems it's not it's a problem to you but it's not a problem to me this is what most people don't understand That's what Peter advised the women in First Peter. Is it three one or First Peter one something? Who's adorning? Let it not be the adorning of apparels and things, but let it be an inner uh, uh, something of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. Underline that word if you find that scripture. Say which is precious in the sight of God. Now it's, it may not be precious in the sight of man, but you see an inner. Uh, a beauty of a meek and a quiet spirit is something that is precious to God. So what happens is that when you are such a person, when you are a woman of such a kind, God will give you to somebody that he wants to bless. God will give you to somebody that he's happy with. God will not just allow any riffraff, any stupid man to come for you. Because he will find you as somebody that is nice to bless another person with. So he will look for somebody that he is happy with. And say, you have this person. I found a precious things in this person. I'm going to bless you with this person. Mm -hmm. Some of you, God couldn't find anything nice in you. That's why <laughs> That's why you have what you have. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm not saying anything against you. Anyway, Exodus 7:16. Before you start accusing me that I'm not reading the Bible, it's because you don't know your Bible. That's why when I'm speaking scriptures, you don't even know that I'm speaking scriptures. Hallelujah. So I want you to read Exodus. What does it say? Pastor take a microphone and read for me. Exodus 7, 16. Exodus 7, 16. And thou shalt say unto him, The Lord God of Hebrews has sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go, that they may save me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wouldest not hear. 8, 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may save me. 8.20 And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water, and say unto him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may save me. 9.1 then the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may save me. 9.13 And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning, and stand before Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus says the Lord of the Hebrews, Let the, my people go, that they may save me. 10.3 are you seeing what God is calling for? 
And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go, that they may save me. Can you see? And look at what look at what God does when you don't serve him. Deuteronomy 7 4. Look at what God does when you don't serve him. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may save other gods. That they may do what? Save other gods. And then so will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. Yeah. You see, listen, it's not your agenda. Accept it. Listen, you are nothing. What can you say and it will come to pass? If the Lord has not said so. I think that the pride of Satan that entered us, even when we are saved, we feel that we are something. So it's like, listen, my opinion must also, what I think is important. But have you not realized that what you think is not important? Have you not realized that when you, want, you don't want it to rain, that's when it rains very heavy. Has it not occurred to you that your thoughts are not important? I mean, what you say, it, it, it's not, it doesn't move God. He doesn't mind you and has not minded you over many things. You get it? it that feeling that I'm important, I must also say something. You see, God said to Pharaoh, let my people go and that they may save me. He has paid the price of your sins and my sins so that we will be let go to serve him and after you are free you say lord you want to do god 419 you are not well i mean how can you how can you, you do you know what 419 is this scheming of i mean like they tell you uh, we have some inheritance send us your bank account and then before you realize they robbed you of your money it's like you, you can't pull a fast one with God. But many of us, we feel we can. It's like Satan has deceived us and made us bold in thinking we can pull a fast one with God. He has saved you by the precious blood of Jesus. And now that you are saved, you think you can dictate to him what you think your life should be used for. Somebody has not taught you well, or somebody has lied to you, and it must be Satan. It must be Satan. Yeah. I mean, how can you decide what must be done with your life when your breath is in your nostril and is controlled by God? I don't know whether I'm saying something wrong here. I get, I get a feeling I'm saying something wrong. Am I saying something wrong? So that I'll close. 
Now listen. God wants us to serve him. Don't believe anybody that says that we are all not called to serve God. The person is, is Satan's relative. The person is a devil in our midst. We are all called to serve God. I said we are all called to serve God. Don't believe anybody that says that we are all not called to serve God. Because if you don't serve God, you will not be blessed. And if you don't serve God, you will serve the devil after you have been bought by the blood of Jesus. But now you are going to serve the devil as a fifth column. You see, one of the ways by which certain insects are eradicated is to genetically modify or modify them so that they become infertile. That's, that's one of the ways by which certain insects are eliminated. You don't kill them, but just make them infertile. So they will be doing all the activities that they are supposed to do, but they will not produce. And their population will go down. Now, when you have been bought by the precious blood of Jesus, and you are in the kingdom of God, and you don't serve him, you are a sterile you are a sterile servant who produces nothing. And by so doing, you rob God of his glory. Because the Bible says, herein is my father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So if Satan can make you sterile, for you in particular, the glory of God is off. That is why such a demonic word will come. We are all not called to serve God. We are, we are all not called to serve God. Who is called to serve Satan? Yeah. Satan is genetically modifying you so that you become an unfruitful member of the kingdom. Robbing God of his glory that is due him from you. And of course, you would also be robbed of the glory of God that is due your life. Yeah. Your life will be barren. Your life will be empty. Your life, you see, when you are dying, you will, you will not like your life. The day you are dying, if you have the chance to see you are going, you will look back and you will not like your life. That's, that's Satan's aim. That he couldn't stop Jesus from saving you. But now that you are saved, he can stop you from receiving the glory of God that is due your life, which comes by giving him glory. Jesus said, I have glorified you. Therefore glorify me with thyself, the glory which I had with you before. It's a two-way thing. You glorify him, he glorifies you. Whatever glory is, you can define it for yourself. 
So it's a great thing to serve the Lord. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. Because when you serve the Lord, you will discover that whatever you are looking for, it is actually in there. It's there. It will come without you asking for it. Without you asking for it. I just, I'll go through the chapters of this book with you to tell you that, listen, everything you are looking for is there. Is there, right there. Please read for me. Just chapter one, the title. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. The Lord has not called you to rob you of nice life. He has called you to actually give you the nice life by serving him. And his, he has only one interest in this world. His only one interest is souls because he said it is a loss for souls to be lost and gain the whole world. He would rather lose the whole world and have a soul. And that is why he came. He didn't mean sin. For the son of man came to seek and to save that which is lost. So why don't you serve him by being interested in that? Why? So Lord, I'm interested. Equip me. And start engaging yourself so that he will equip you. Because Peter and Co, when he called, he said, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. And because they followed him, he was able to make them fishers of men. Judas followed, but he was serving his interest. Oh, yeah. And many of us are following, but we are serving our interest. We are almost like Judas, if not Judas. Most of us are sterile Christians. Sterile, sterile, sterile. We fill the churches, but we are so ineffective in reproducing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feel I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. I'm, I didn't. I'm not talking to those who didn't come. I mean, it's actually you. You, you have, because you are the one that has, that is here today. Yeah. It's like recently I heard bishops when I read the Bible. I don't think the Bible is talking to someone because it's not somebody reading. I'm the one reading it. So it's talking to me. Mm -hmm. Some of you, you read the Bible for others. Chapter 2. What is chapter 1? What it means? Who, who is a servant of God? Who is a servant of God? Who is a servant of God? When you read it, everybody is a servant of God. Even Satan. Even Satan, when needed... Is called upon to do some work for God. Oh, yes. God needed somebody to kill Jesus. He got Satan. He got Satan. He got Satan. Oh. That's what I said. Satan thought he was doing what he wants to do. But what he didn't know is that God has trapped him with his own desires to serve his interests. Because somebody has to kill Jesus. Somebody has to kill Jesus. That's what the Bible says. If the prince of this world had known what they were doing, they would not have crucified Jesus. They would not. They didn't know that they were working for God. Uh, and listen, 
it is us who think that God uses only certain righteous people. No, 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 it's not true. God uses anybody that he needs. Yeah. Cyrus, the king Cyrus, God used him even though he didn't know God. God said, I'm using you. Isaiah 40. Is it 45 or 47? 45. Yeah, don't, don't open, don't open. Otherwise, we won't finish. If you open everything, we won't finish. Read your Bible small. You will know that, oh yeah, he's talking what he's saying. Isaiah 45. You have not known me, but I'm using you. How much more you, the one who has known him? Why would he not use you? And he has said, let my people go that they may serve me. That they may serve me. When Jesus was tempted to worship Satan, he said, Thou shalt only you, you shall worship only the Lord your God, and him only shalt thou serve. Serving God is an integral part of our salvation. And he has not called us to serve him in vain. Let me not go ahead of myself. Number two, read. Chapter 2. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. All things shall be added unto you. Is there a verse? Is there, what, is there a verse there? Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 33. It's a great thing to serve the Lord. All things shall be added unto you. It's not like serve the Lord and you will have nothing. Serve the Lord and you have everything. Unless you don't believe. What's the next point? It is a great thing to serve the Lord. You will receive good wages. Are you in the same chapter 2? This is chapter 3. Chapter 3, yeah. You will receive good wages. You will be paid for it. Chapter 4. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. There will be a difference between those who serve the Lord and those who oh, serve him not. There is a big difference between you see who your life, naturally speaking, when you travel, whether you travel first class, business class, or economy, it depends on who is your boss. True. Now, some of you, you go by bus because of the boss you have. Now, it depends on who is your boss. I mean, sometimes when I'm traveling, I see young, young people you can see they are working for maybe department or something, and they're sitting in business class. It's, it's, it's always their boss. Who you work for determines many things. The car you drive, where you sit, when you are traveling by air. I mean, it doesn't, some of us, your legs are long, but you are seated in the economy. <laughs> because you don't work for a powerful person. So what happens is that when you work for God, there will be a difference in your life. It, it, will be, it may look like it's not visible at the beginning, but time reveals it. Chapter 5. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. You will have divine protection. Oh, there are verses. There are, it's just time. I'm just running through the chapter. So I'm, I'm, you see, I'm motivating you. I've presented to you the facts. But now, over and above that, I'm motivating you to say, listen, it's not in vain. It's not in vain. It's not like, yeah, the God, God wants to make a slave or something. Listen, you are a slave already to Satan. Before you were saved, you were a slave to Satan. Don't think that you were free. You were a slave to Satan. 
So being as if you are if you are a slave to Satan and God is saying, Come and be a slave to me, why don't you rather be a slave to God? Ah. I mean, if you don't understand this, I don't know what else you understand. Bless you, Lord. Six, it is a great thing to serve the Lord. You will have prosperity. Is there a verse? Yes. What's the verse? Job 36, 11 and 12. What does it say? If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days their days not in lack in prosperity hmm. let's read on chapter 7 it is a great thing to serve the lord you will serve and he will bless you will serve and he will bless you see There is a money you can get from seven, but you have not what it takes to enjoy the money. A lot of people in this life don't enjoy their labors. A lot of people don't. But you see, when God blesses you, he, he blesses you with the power to enjoy. It's a combo. It's a combo. The blessing and then the ability to enjoy it. I think in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 5 or something, he said there is a common disease or there's, a, there's an evil that I've seen under the sun. A man to whom God gives wealth but does not give him the ability to enjoy it. So listen, listen. Don't be wise, be wise, be wise. Don't, don't pray or don't labor for wealth and leave out the ability to enjoy the wealth. It's wrong. Get a combo. I said, get a combo. Get a combo to because why are you laboring for something you can't enjoy? What's the difference between you and a poor person? The poor person doesn't have to enjoy. You have, but you can't enjoy. What's the difference? What's the difference? Apart from you labor a lot, the poor person they just sit there, they are lazy, they sleep a lot, they they, they don't do anything, so they are poor. You are hard working, moving together, but you don't have the ability to enjoy. Others will enjoy it for you. Which verse, which verse is there? Exodus 23 25. What does it say? Exodus. And you shall serve the Lord your God. And you shall serve. You see where he was shouting, let my people go that they may serve me. Let my people. And then now Moses is talking to them and saying, you, now after they have been let go. And they shall bless thy bread. They shall bless your bread. And thy water. And thy water. Ish. And I will take sickness away from and I will the midst of thee. Away. They shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren. No premature birth in their land. The number of thy days. Your are days. Fulfilled. When you are blessed, you need days to enjoy. 
Unfortunately, you don't have the power to control the days. But God is saying, I control the days. When I bless you, I'll give, I know how much I've blessed you. So I'll give you enough days so that you can enjoy. When, when you serve Satan and he blesses you, he will take away your days so that he can, he can get back what he has given to you. <laughs> Chapter 8. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is not in vain. It is not in vain. I have not asked Jacob or the house of Jacob to serve me in vain. Which, which, which verse is that? I have not called you to serve me in vain. It's, it's a verse. All of them are verses in the Bible. Have you seen it? Okay, yes, we don't. You, Chapter I'll... 9. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. You will receive temple blessings. You receive temple blessings. Just move on. Whatever temple blessings are, you, say, you don't want it. It's okay, I know. Just move on. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. You will not serve the enemy. Aish. I'd rather serve God than to serve, my, than to serve the enemy of God and to serve somebody who is against me. And which, which chapter is this? Chapter 10. Chapter 9. Read, read on. Chapter, it is a great thing to serve the Lord, the prophetic heritage of a servant of God. There's a prophetic heritage of a servant of God. Somebody who serves God. Your heritage. Your heritage is something else. Which chapter is this? Yeah, read that one. That's the, last That's the chapter 11. Yeah, prophetic heritage. So, you see, I've just read the titles of the chapters. So I didn't go into details and talk about it. So, it, and all of them are Bible verses that listen. Look, God has God is not calling you to be mean to you. You see, He's He's just looking for a reason to bless you. To, he's just looking for a reason to make a show of you. He's just looking for a reason to just display his splendor over your life. Yeah. You see, the, the, there was a parable, Jesus spoke a parable of a, a man who went to the marketplace and hired people, isn't it? And then on the 11th hour, he went again. I said, why are you here? And he said, no man has hired me. I said, come, come, come. When they finish, he blessed all of them. It's just that the first one felt that he has been around longer, so he should have had more. And then the man responded, what's wrong with you? Did I not give you what I agreed with you? Can't I do what I want to do with my money and with my, my wealth? I'm just whether he came at the 10th hour, he came at the last hour, you came at the first, I gave you what we agreed for. And this, I just want to be nice to people. And for most of us, for most of us, the truth is, even the talking about serving God, it's not like we are doing something for God. It's God who is taking us to do what he is doing already. Do you get it? To, to, to just have a reason 
to bless us. Yeah, to just have a reason to bless us. You know yourself. I mean, I mean, you know yourself. And just God says, I like you. I will, I will work through you. Why should you hold back? Unless Satan has been advising you. Or you've been listening to Satan a lot. But from tonight, listen, from tonight, you need to make it your aim to serve the Lord. And you see, serving God, it's not a complex thing. It's not a complex thing at all because he has ready to equip you what you need to serve him. The power, I said the power to make you fruitful, he has it waiting for your life in the person of the Holy Spirit. So it's almost like you are being called to do something that you are not going to do it, but you'll be paid for it. And you are kicking against it. Are you a fool? That's a person said by you. I'm sorry to use this word, but I think it's the best one you understand. That are you a fool to reject such a good offer? Oh no, I'm serious. As a person that I'm sorry to have to use this word, but since you understand it, do you get I need to use it because I can't use any other word. Listen to me. Listen to me. As we close, I want you to make up your mind that I will serve God. And when I'm talking about serving God, I'm not talking about playing instruments. I'm not talking about singing. I'm talking about talking to people to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I'm not talking about coming to church. Coming to church is not serving God. Just as going to the restaurant is not serving at the restaurant. Serve God. Give what you don't have. If you don't know how to share Christ and to make people know Jesus, that is why we are having this conference. And make, you see, avail yourself. What you don't know, you will know it. Just make yourself available. You see, when I went to medical school, I didn't know anything, anything significant thing about the human body. But by the time I finished, by availing myself, going for lectures every time, studying and giving myself to the study of human beings and disease and all those things, now I actually eat from it. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Don't say that, no. You see, I don't, I'm not caught. You are not what? You are not what? You are not caught. Then how did you get saved? What did you hear for you to say, here I come, Jesus? It's a calling. When you said, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior, I renounce my sin, I repent of my... It's a, you are saying, yes, I'm coming to you. That's the, you answered the call. You picked your phone. Hallelujah. So serve him. Serve him. Whatever you don't have, tell him that I want to serve you, but I don't have this. Give me so that I can be of use in your house. I don't want to be ungrateful. I don't want to be a wicked. I don't want to be a fifth column in your house. I don't want to be a sterile Christian in your house. I want to serve you, so equip me with whatever I like. The Holy Spirit, give me. Whatever I need, ability to speak, give it to me. Boldness, clarity, whatever I need, Lord, equip my life with it. Stop focusing on your problems. Stop focusing on your problems. 
it is robbing you of a great blessing. And that's why they don't get finished because Satan has realized that it works. So he's busy DJing the problems. DJing the problems. Lord, give me a husband. Give me a husband. Okay. Uh, guys, she's crying for a husband. She's not crying for God. He's crying for a husband. So can we, this guy, yeah, the bad boy. Uh-huh. Let's give him that one. Then when you get a husband, hey, Lord, change him. Lord, change him. Yes, uh-huh. Then give me a child. Give me a child. Okay, now, okay, let's, let's influence the child to behave by this. Lord, change my child. So all your life is one problem that keeps coming. Tomorrow is money. Yesterday is accommodation. The last time is this. Is every time. Ah, what are you doing? I said, what are you doing? From today, that's the end of focusing on your problems. Yeah. And I promise you, every problem of your life, when it loses its effectiveness to control you, it has to be, it, it will retire. It's, like, it's to say, listen, I'm not working here, so I'm out. The guy is not minding me. I've been here for long. He's not even praying about me. He has never prayed about me once. Let me go to somewhere where I can be prayed about. Yeah, Satan doesn't devour everybody. He seeks whom he, he may devour. So also the, his agents, the problems, when they realize they are not getting your attention, they want, they want a place where they can be fielded. That's why players leave one team to go to the other because they realize that we are always on the bench. Even if it's a, so they leave. Even if it's a small team, we want to play. Yeah, the problems are happy when you are praying about them. So when you stop praying about them, they want to, they, they want to exit your, your team. Because it's like we are not getting a playing time. Yeah. I mean, most of the things of my life, I don't pray, I problems. Or I, just, I just want to serve God. That's, it's anything that is hindering me for serving God becomes a prayer topic. Because I want to serve God. I want to be effective. I said, I want to be effective in His service. Yeah. And I can testify to you that the things that were problems, the things that were problems of my life today, they are nowhere to be found as a problem. Yesterday or, yeah, yesterday or two days, yesterday, I think yesterday, I was telling my daughter about my life and the struggles I've had. I was standing in my bedroom and I was measuring a portion of the bedroom to her. And I said, this was where we stayed, my mother and five of us. This was where we stayed. This is the size of the room we stayed for 10 years. One room. He said, what? Because it's like, ah, is that the life that you had? And it's nowhere near what I have. It's nowhere near what I have. The rooms, I can sleep wherever. It's like, there's no, there's even not sharing of rooms. This person, everybody's in their room. So how can it be that six? You see, but it was, then it was a problem. If I had minded it, it would have made me lose the blessing that God has prepared for my life. Most of you, your minding of your problem is the reason why the blessings of your life are not coming. From today, you must change. Yeah? Don't, don't tell me I don't understand. Don't tell me I don't. You are the one who doesn't understand. You are the one who doesn't understand. You are the one who doesn't understand. Let's rise up. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
I know I preach for long, but the issues, I couldn't stop in the middle. Lift up your voice and begin to talk to God. Not my will, not my problems anymore, but Lord, it's about you. It's about you. My heart, I want to give it to you. Can I have somebody on the keyboard, please? My heart, I want to give to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to pray to the Lord, Lord, my heart, my heart. It's not about me. It's about you. It's all about Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's all about you. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. There's a song, I don't know if you know how to sing it, but it's all about you. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.